Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, radio hotner. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry, my little uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio hotner. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. been a long time since we've done episode 34. G'day viewers, we're back. We've been on holidays. We're unashamed about that completely. Four to five weeks it was luxury JP. Welcome to episode 35 of Radio Hotlap. I like that ring of episode 35. Rick Shore would like that. That's 35 Parramatta Road 5. There we take a light on it. Look at the world of motorsport. Emerging technology, gadgets and Barbecues. Boy, I've seen a few barbecues overseas, and uh, you've seen a few in your backyard lately. JP, hello, mate. It's good to be back. <laughs> back hey, Johnny. It's <laughs> great to see you back at last, too. In the world. We Hitler. finally get to do another show. What? Just, I've it's been away, you've been away. 20th of July, was it the last one? I can't remember. It was a bloody long time ago, though. Seems like forever ago we were sitting in the uh, luxurious surroundings of the Maiden Magpie, or just the Maid, as Verity would tell us. It was indeed, mate, and uh, it's funny when you go overseas, time time moves really quickly, but you know, I have to say, in hindsight, I think I had podcast burnout. Yeah, well, this, it's funny, isn't it, how you can just sort of take a break and sit back and go, oh, I'm glad I haven't got the pressure of having to get that thing out again next week, and just, you know, do what you've got to do, have you better relax, have your holiday... Well, it's not a holiday. Well, I know you were working as well, but I mean, you you know, you you had the... But it's funny how, you know, something that we started nearly a year ago, um, and you know that because the domain name's come up for renewal, that's the only way, (laughs) because we certainly can't can't keep in time with the episodes, but um, you you just suddenly go, well, something that we sort of started is just a bit of a a fun thing and just a bit of a catch-up midweek, sort of an excuse for a a beer and 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 a bag of chips. Um, you can become a bit of a slave to it. Well, yeah, I think and, you do. And you, you, you freak yourself out if you're not delivering it on time. You go, oh, why? Let's just pull back. And you've got to worry about the content and blah, 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 blah. But never mind. Hey, we're back. Have some we'll nuts. carry on. Yeah, we've got some nice cashew nuts here. And uh, while we're dr- eating uh, cashew nuts, we're obviously drinking beer. We are. And uh, there you go. What Wait, did I bring? You, you've, you've brought the beers over today. Yeah, tell the viewers what we've got. We've got some uh, Carlton Pure Blonde, which is the low carbohydrate beer. That's a Carlton beer. Yeah. Okay. It's a beer that you can drink without getting too big a beer gut, so they tell me. Full strength, double hot, easy drinking, clean and crisp, superior taste. And not too much sugar. Pure Blonde. There you go. It's actually not And it is quite easy drinking and uh, nice and easy before dinner. Bought some Chinese as well, viewers. Mate, I appreciate you doing that. Demolish later on. Appreciate you doing that because usually we're either. You're hanging around late, um, and it, although the weather is starting to get better here at, uh, in the backyard of uh, World Headquarters of Radio Hot Lab, it uh, the garden sort of sprung to life. Yep. Um, the uh, the birds are twittering, the flowers are coming in, and the dogs is active. Rusty Sausage is on the prowl in full fluffy mode. She's very very fluffy today. I noticed. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, she's obviously waiting for the birds to start nesting up in that nest so she can attack it again like she did last year. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll tell you a beer I, I tried in Australia. It's funny when you try an Australian beer when you're away from home and you never tried it here. Don't tell me you had a Foster's, please. You're right. I'd call that a Canadian beer. <laughs> um, a, a, um, I tried a, a, a Blue Tongue. Oh, yeah? And I tried it on I tap. I you bought Blue Tongue tonight when I was looking at this. Well, it's actually, it's really nice. It, it's was a, it the Pilsner or the other one? Oh, I can't tell you, mate. It was on tap in San Diego. Oh, really? And on this little Australian pub. Yep. That I went to uh, to go down there with with um, with Josh Inc. And um, we were dro- dropping off some Villies pies because, as you know, Josh has got the, the yep. domestic uh, sole contract for pies, and pies are going off in America. Really? So yeah, people are getting the, pretty. The empty. Yanks have finally discovered pies. The fo- oh, Yanks well, have discovered pies. I mean, the... something other than apple pies. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, only a couple of weeks just before, or just just before I went on. Caught up with Glenn Cooper, and he said to me that he's just uh, they've just done a deal to get all their the beers on tap, I think, into uh, Outback Steakhouse, about 850 outlets around oh, America. Yeah, that's all right. And um, in the same vein, Josh has just got USDA approval on his um, pies, <coughs> and <laughs> so like you can see a marriage there, can't you? Pies, oh, pies and beer, pies well, and beers, and Villies and way. Villies and, and Coopers. Um, Coopers get along well together. Yep. They've got a good <clears throat> synergy there. And Villies was the brand that won the contract for the Olympics. And yep. I believe it's still there as the um, you know the official pie. And if you come to Australia, viewers, and uh, you do the Canberra Trek and uh, Government House and all that stuff, you'll be eating Villies pies because that's what's on sale there. Good South Australian pies in the nation's country. Might I feel a knighting coming on? Absolutely. That's right. So all you need now is like uh, an Australian footballer driving a racing car to get hooked up with that and do some stuff over in, in America. Gee, do we know an Australian um, footballer who's turned to a racing driver? <laughs> we do, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We've had a fair bit of him today, yeah, so you, to speak. Well, yeah, we have actually. Good press release. Anyway, more more about him later. Yeah, we don't want him. Yeah, yeah. So, tell me about the US. What did you get up to? Oh, mate, I mean, tell you... me about... Well, start... I don't want to, you know. International Paulie's Wedding. How did that go? Well, viewers, for those of you who have listened to earlier shows, International Paulie got married. And he got married in uh, Atlanta, Atlanta in a place called the Biltmore. And his, his, his girlfriend or his partner came from a little town uh, south called Macon. And there's not a lot of um, non-George Bush supporters there. <laughs> and uh, it's a very, very friendly southern uh, hospitality down that neck of the W. Yep. And uh, I was joined, I was one of the grooms, and there, there were five of us, and it was um, his uh, brother-in-law, Darren Disbury, who oh, runs yep. Superlock Racing. Yep. You know, the sprint car guy. And uh, Mark Horsburgh, who's like uh, one of the lead photographers. Photographer and Vasco photographer number one. Uh, Brett Murray, alias Crusher, who uh, looks after Bam Media and Stone Brothers and all that, blah, blah, blah. And Team Australia. And they had actually gone up to um, uh, see Marcus Ambrose at Indianapolis the night before. Oh, um, But afterwards, uh, Crusher got on it. Got on it. Because it was a late... The, because they run the trucks, the Craftsman truck races run on the Friday night. Yeah. And so... It's um, it's quite a late finish, and it, it's not at Indianapolis Speedway as as we know it, the Brickyard. Right. It's a little bit out in the in the burbs. I'm not, I can't think of actually what the name of the place is. And uh, and Marcus got crashed out, you know, no fault of his own. You know, he's just up high, and someone has the momentum goes yeah. out, and you yeah. get caught up with. Anyway, so then they um, they had a couple of sherbets afterwards, and it was an early flight down. 
And Crusher was very unwell indeed. Um, in fact, so unwell that when he arrived down at about uh, nine o'clock the next morning when Paulie and I were out actually picking up suit, we had a phone call to say that Crusher was would need a doctor. Well, he really and got on the sherbet then. He did get on the sherbet, and he's a, he's a big man who um, a enjoys man. a sherbet. He drove my car. <laughs> on sherbet? Not on sherbet, but I don't think he'd even had a sherbet at the time, actually. But I remember him hack, hacking up the hill to uh, to the top of the hill at Bathurst on the dirt. Well, there was International Pauling. Yeah, the time you went there with... Uh... International Pauling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the dirt. And, uh, yeah, so there was Paulie and I together, and Paul said, oh, I think Crush is a bit unwell. I said, oh, what's going on? And I said, well, he's got on it, and he's, he's, he's messy, and, and, he I needs think a he, I, and it might need a stomach pump. I went, you're kidding, aren't you? He said, oh, that's what I'm being told. Anyway, we got a little bit back, closer back to the hotel in Midtown Atlanta, and there was a call from the hotel, and it said, oh, Mr. Rain, Mr. Rain, um, look, I'm, I'm sorry, but I've, I've had, we've had to send for the ambulance. <laughs> like, so Crush is going off. Crush is going off to the hospital and, you know... And that Paulie's that's obviously sweating heavily. And I was too because, you know, it's nasty, those hospitals. You can go in with a broken toenail and come out with golden staff. So, uh, you know, you really <laughs> want to be very careful about what can, what can happen to you there. So we were all... I said, well, but, so we won't be seeing Crusher and Paul's taking it all in his stride like that's it. Yeah, well, whatever. Right. And we're all uh, assembled out the front of the hotel to get in the uh, the vehicles. Uh, that, so uh, you've already got your suits on by this time? No, 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 no that's right, the day right, before. Okay. This is oh, two right, days okay. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to, just for the brunch. Aha, right. The, the pre-wedding brunch. And we're all getting brunch. into the car. We won't need a bigger car because Crusher's not there. And at that very <laughs> moment, out comes Crusher. Jumping through the door like a or through a brand new, banner, brand, brand, brand new, brand set Paul up the whole time, so it was a huge laugh. <laughs> of course, then the Crusher and I sat next to each other in this um, in this um, brunch, brunch, and Crusher said to me, "You have a beer, Johnny?" Oh, <laughs> Crush, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, we'll get two, and don't make it a bud. So we found some Stellas or something, and the two of us like sucked out a few beers there before we uh, before we got a little bit noisy. But that and was all pretty good. And then we had a couple of margaritas next time. Weren't, weren't, <laughs> weren't you allowed to have beers? <laughs> well, not if you're on International Paulie's table. Oh, really? Well, you know, well, what were they plan. drinking? Water? Ah, well, well, being on International Paulie's table. Well, you see, Paulie had been using... Isn't his, that his drink of choice? Well, he'd been on MyFoodDiary.com <laughs> earlier in the day and it had said, tap out, you've had a bit of a day out yesterday at the CNN Centre and the Coca-Cola tour. And um, you, you, you're, you're, you've been up on your on your calories and your carbos. Like I think you even just walked by somewhere where there was carbos <laughs> the night before, <laughs> and they all clung to your body. But viewers, like um, we must get onto a bit of like meat and potatoes associated with this show. But uh, I will have to say that uh, yeah, and we were doing out for the for the um, for the Bucks night, and you know, Crush wasn't there. But uh, taking up the slack for Crush was uh, uh, Channel Ten anchor Lee Diffie. Oh, it was there. It was, a yeah, bit of, yeah. it was messy. And, and anyway, Diff's down there, and he's going, "Johnny, is, is Crush drinking? Is, is Paulie drinking water?" <laughs> yeah. But I, I do believe he is. Anyway, at that point, he and uh, speed anchor Calvin Fish managed to grab him from one side and then from the other, and like several shots flowed into his mouth. Anyway, that was the last time we saw Paul. Um, with alcohol. At the, at the Pink Flamingo. Uh, and that's because we were in the private room. With, <laughs> with Brabham. <laughs> oh, no, I'm only kidding. That's okay. We wasn't there. <laughs> but he funded for the wedding, did he? But it would have been funny if they had been there, you know? Yeah. 
speculating. David Bradman turned up with Gun and Jeanette. Yep. All the old pals, guys. And it was, a, it was a good night. It was a very good night. And of course, we ended up rolling into the very pub that International Paulie had met his girlie at and he wanted to come and take us to. And I, I was going, mate, are we going to run into them there? And, and, and nah, never be there. Of course, we walked in the pub and there's like two blokes over on the right and then there's 40 girls on the left. I went, oh, cool. Girl. <laughs> Hello. Oh, we can't stay here. It's yeah. them. <laughs> And um, so we um, we disappeared out the door very slowly, at Paul's request, and watched them disappear out the other door and return into their fur bus. Fur bus? Fur bus. Should we not go there? It's just a fluffy bus. It's like, it's like sitting on the inside of rust. Oh, really? It's just a bus that's covered in fluff in the inside oh. for girls. For girls. Paul. Paul as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, on that note, fluffy buses and all. And what about what about motorsport wise? What, what did you do? Well, I, did you really, do I didn't. Or? I didn't do any motorsport wise. But all did I, you go and see any races or anything? I didn't see any races. I saw nothing. Why not? Nothing. I saw nothing. Nothing. But of course, it was busy doing the regular things. But mate, you must. You've been here. Tell us what's been going on. It's not all about me. It's about you too. I will just say before we move on to you, you greedy thing, is that I have never seen a more pimped three hundred C's, Chrysler three hundred C's hanging around Venice Beach. As I stayed at Joshy's for about a week on the way, yep, on the way over. I and mean, is man. it the the pimp's car of choice? Is it? Yeah, but like now, there's just too many of them, oh, yeah, and boring. so there's nothing worse. And they've got big 22, 23 inch rims on them, and yeah. and the Bentley grille. And but some of them, they're not all black. There's some like cream and mustard two tones. Nasty stuff, viewers. Ooh, yeah, I can see them doing concours at Pebble Beach in twenty years' time. Not. Anyway, no. what's been going on with you? Oh, we don't have to, we, we don't, we don't have to talk about motorsport you know, at all. No, well, we probably don't. But no, I mean, nothing special. I've, I've uh, you know, been working. And my mum's been here and we finally found her a house. So that's all cool. So she's going to be uh, moving into there on the weekends. It's good just another little thing I've got to worry about. I thought she was staying forever. She is staying forever. No, I mean, <laughs> in your house. No, ruining not your staying forever life. in my house. No, 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 no. That's already ruined. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so um, no, so that's cool. Well, my sisters and, and my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law's want, wanted to retire out here, and he had to get a visa to do so. And uh, they've finally got the visa. They've sold their house over there and everything else. So that was why I went back to get my mum to the UK was um, to save them the hassle because they got to pack all their stuff up and you know get all a uh, container load of gear shipped out and the cars. It's quite funny. I funny story relating related back to cars. They were talking to this immigration agent, and she'd done all the paperwork and everything else for them, and they're, they're talking about getting stuff shipped out of here, and they're saying, well, what's it cost to get the cars shipped out? And she, oh, you wouldn't bother shipping cars out, unless you've both got BMWs. And they've both got BMWs. Right. So they're both coming out, both cars. Pete's got a 5 Series, and Jane's got a bloody 3 Coupe, so they'll be on the boat soon. But uh, I was going to yeah. ask you about that. Why would they bring the damn things out? Because... In nice cars, and you won't drop value. So, what's it cost to ship a cheapest, car out from the UK? Cheapest chips over there, cars. But, well, even BIM, BIM is the cheapest chips over there. So, I don't know what it costs. But it doesn't really matter, does they've it? They've done their homework, and apparently they're not going to lose anything. So, why the hell not? Cool. So, yeah, apart from that, you know, just work, 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 new products, bloody WWDC. 
you probably would have caught up with a bit of the WWDC. Yeah, I, I, was, I was, I was all set to go to San Francisco directly from Atlanta, but a lovely young lady by the name of Amanda at the wedding, who I'd never met, propositioned me, convinced me to stay. <laughs> For I a week in Atlanta. How, and I wonder how she did that, viewers, how the convincing took place. Oh, well, it was just over lunch. Okay. No, not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And it was all good. Good. I'm glad to hear and, that. Uh, and had a lovely time and um, uh, all, all lovely. And WWDC went out the window. D- out the window. <laughs> Worldwide window. That's right. That's right. But yeah, I did uh, happen to catch up with the, um, the keynote online and Steve Jobs' announcement of the new... A, a dual dual core a quad core effectively yep. um, Mac Pro that's um, now which completes the entire Apple lineup being uh, all Intel based products yep. and whilst we have been discussing earlier about the performance of uh, non-native applications that is non-universal binary bi- applications applications like Photoshop CS2 that have been recompiled to take advantage of the instruction set that the uh, Intel uh, processor delivers um, up until now it is and, and continuing to do so until Photoshop uh, David brings out probably their CS3 CS3 version, yeah which is slated is, for January February is that uh, it has been run through an emulation mechanism called Rosetta which uh, from the the tests I I saw that you'd sent to me yep. the other day showed that the non-native performance was actually as good, if not better, than the native performance on the machinery that it superseded the quad G5. core G5 2.5. Yep. Yes, which is quite amazing. I mean, we'd done some earlier tests on um, on single, uh, on the on the iMac, um, which has just got the lower Intel chip, not the Xeon. And um, it was very slow. It was, you know, running at basically G4 speeds. So why would you bother? But certainly on the Xeon, um, it looks like it's flying along. So uh, once Adobe get their act together and they do actually compile CS3 for for that processor natively, it should absolutely burn. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm I am I'm really looking forward to getting like a Mac Pro box. But I, you know, it's always the case with anything, mate. First variant. Yep. Do I really need it? But you know the um, the trusty PowerBook seventeen inch um, top of the line product still, um, well rather than the uh, the Intel thing there that, that that's out that replaces it now. Hard to justify really sort of moving over to that, but I feel it's time to come. You know, I'm mean, going back in time. I, I I consolidate all the machines into one, so I would be able to go anywhere with my laptop and have everything with me. But I just simply can't survive on a hundred gigabyte drive. No, and this is a problem. I mean, we've still got problems with uh, with laptops and uh, drives. There's a 120 available now as a build-to-order option, but 120 is really still not much. And if you want performance, if you want uh, the fast drive, um, you're still only limited to 100. So we'll come back to some of the tech stuff um, uh, that uh, a little bit later on. But we'll just sort of let's move on to some of the meat and potatoes. Yeah, probably time associated with motorsport. Oh, you said that before meat and potatoes. It'll be the third time I've said that now. Meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes. There you go. There's five, five now. So the uh, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so what were we saying? So uh, yes, been away, but you know, being geographically irrelevant, I um, have got uh, people on my case asking me to do stuff. So let's just sum up what's been going on in the last month. 
So, um, since we spoke to your viewers, I think we put a new website together for Marcus Zakanovic, MarcusZakanovic.com. Yes. We've also put a new one together for, for Jack Ellsgood, alias Keithy George, JackElsgood.com. Um, and um, we've been very happy to be able to, so Jack and I managed to sign up a really uh, excellent Swiss watch manufacturer, uh, Maurice Lacroix. Um, and um, we'll be, uh, Jack will be the, the Asia Pacific ambassador. Um, for the product, beautiful products. Have a look at them at Maurice Lacroix. That's M A U R I C E L A C R O I X dot com, and you'll find Jack wearing the Pontos chronograph. Anyway, I've got one Pontos. too. <laughs> I've got one too, mate. And, and um, you're wearing I... the Ponzi chronograph. Very nice to Pontos, it. sorry. It is. It's a very Mate, nice it's huge. It is. It, well, it's not that huge. It's just, just bigger than what you're expected with initially. Well, it is it's bigger a bit of a shock, but I, mean, I don't have... I just think, you know, it's a, it's not a cheap watch, but uh, it's a beautiful product, and just think, I've just saved a huge amount on not having to go to the gym. Well, you probably have, too, because if you go for a power walk with that on your wrist, you oh. won't need to hand, uh, have them little dumbbells in your hand. No, it's very... I must admit, it's very, very tasty-looking watch. So, rewinding to... If we rewind about a month ago, um, there's been so much going on. Our great friend Alan Simonson uh, was invited to uh, to join uh, Scuderia Acos in Britain, and that's probably the best. Uh, oh, sorry, in at Spa, the Spa Twenty Four Hour. Yep. And um, uh, a guy called Chris Canachos, who owns the Cobra Group, is a friend of uh, someone, um, Mark Coffey, um, at Marinello Motorsports, and that connection brought that that deal together. Alan went over there, and that, uh, Nathan and Kinch and uh, Andrew Cacaldi were the two drivers that ran in the British uh, GT Championship last year in the in the A A class. Alan driving the uh, for the Hector Lester's Ferrari three hundred and sixty GT. Oh yep, um, in the, in the B category, um, and took the the championship win. Now that that car also uh, won its cat won the uh, the GT uh, two category at GT two the GT one was it. Hang on, what happened there? It's the one GT2. Well, I think I'm pretty certain you told me a GT2. Well, at Le Mans, but it couldn't have done that because <clears throat> the Panos won it. Anyway, viewers, I've known to be wrong. Anyway, uh, that was a wonderful opportunity for Alan. He went over there and he was did a, a, a sterling job uh, joining up with um, uh, uh, Nauchos and um, and Tim Mullen in that car, and uh, Marino Franchetti was in the other car. Um, and they, you know, they qualified uh, a first and third in the category. All went, all went very, very well. Um, a in the fourth hour, a drive shaft problem, you know, or a clutch problem, which might have caused the drive shaft problem, or vice versa, uh, caused the car to pit. And um, you know, there was a little bit of time taken out there, dropped down a bit, came back up. But you know, Spa, it's a twenty-four hour event. Alan's very experienced at these long distance enduros. And certainly going to be calling on that uh, those skills this weekend. Yes, as he um, fronts the Triple Eight, Triple Eight, and uh, Team Better Electrical at the Better Electrical uh, Sandown Five Hundred. But more on that a little bit later. Uh, then he got caught out with a, uh, a caught out with a, um, a, a front front tire deflated, you know, or let go at speed, which um, you know, obviously, you know, it was hard work for him to keep it off the wall, but it damaged the splitter. Um, and there was some time taken to repair that. 
Um, the car then managed to sort of bring itself right back up um, into contention about the 19th hour. Then there was another problem with the splitter, which also caused them to caused them some time delay in the pits. But all in all, they came home sixth outright, which is a very creditable <laughs> six, sorry sixth in class and thirteenth outright, which is a pretty creditable job. The event was won by the uh, I can't remember who in the uh, Maserati MC12 which originally had been actually sidelined last year, and I happened to see it spotted it there in January on a four-poster rig up at uh, Multimatic's uh, secret uh-huh. headquarters. But you weren't allowed to talk about No, <laughs> at, at Thetford, no less viewers. International Paulie would have banned you from talking about that one. Oh, yes, he's banned me. <laughs> um, so um, not only was um, was Alan doing the, the, the GT2 drive, but the same weekend it was the third round of the GT3 champion, the European FIA GT3 championship. And after uh, winning the opening round at um, Silverstone earlier in the year where it rained, and, and certainly that played into his hands, um, the second round at Osterschleben in Germany was yeah, really... in the Ferrari now. Yeah, the it? Ferrari. Yeah. Well, they're both Ferraris. Yeah, but, but this what, is... the. The, yeah, go on. The, 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 the Scuderia Coast car is a Ferrari 430 GTC, which is yep. GT2 spec, whereas the, um, the, the European GT3 champion is a Ferrari 430 challenge type car, which is set up to GT3 specs. Now, there really is no GT3 specs. There's nine manufacturers in the, in the category. And, uh, of course, with only three races in, I suppose everyone's trying to get sort of parity and everyone's sort of like taking everyone else to, out to dinner. So I'd probably be quite, quite like to be, uh, be the boss of the category because I reckon you'd be, be getting a lot of uh, very nice wines down in the south of France. But, um, he, please, uh, look, he had a, he, he, he actually qualified the best Ferrari um, in it. But the, the problem is that, you see, that they, they, they have to run very large brakes. And, and as a result of the very large brakes, they've got to run large rims. And the right. fact is that when they run large rims, they don't have the rubber. Michelin don't have a tyre to fit the rim properly. They can't go down in size because the brakes won't, brake package won't fit. Won't fit inside so the So they don't okay, have a tyre. Yeah. So effectively, you know, the sidewalls are sort of coming in. So the thing is under-tired. And it's not something that's going to be fixed early. That's why it's shone in the wet, but it's not right. very effective in the dry. But he did qualify uh, fastest and was doing all right, only to get caught up in a massive crash with Tiff Nadell who'd come down to the bus stop, and it's a very, very fast section there around yep. around that, that part of the track. Um, and uh, Alan looked out the corner of the, <laughs> corner of the car to see uh, see um, this car, like, crashing down the barrier 15 times before it shot across the bus stop in front of him. He, he sort of got caught up in that. It was only a little bit of damage, but you know, he did get caught up and got delayed and sort of went down to eight. Coming home um, eighth in eighth in the class, but still grabbing a point. And to be, you got to remember that the, the the GT3 championship there uses the Formula One point score system. So there's thirty plus cars, thirty five cars, but they only get points down to eight. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but anyway, like the parody, it'll all get itself sorted out. So um, next day went out um, and uh, was doing very well in, in in the second race. The first race was held on Friday, the second race on Saturday morning because the twenty four hour race would start on uh, Saturday afternoon. But a um, an errant rock found its way into this into the radiator, uh, and it happened to just go through the the gauze that was removed as a result of the accident from yesterday. So it was no, a bit of no. it was a bit of bad luck. Anyway, from there, Uncle Al um, got the plane and came back to um, get in the Ferrari three hundred and sixty GT Triple uh, C car. It's some new championship, but I'm not quite exactly what's work what it, what it's called. Thunder something or other. Up at Eastern Creek. Wait, no, it's nuts. 
Um, Eastern Creek with uh, Ted Hugelin. And uh, won that outright. Well, I didn't think it was going to be too hard for him to do that. Um, that followed, uh, was followed immediately by a, a corporate drive day with Triple um, Eight, uh, where they had the uh, you know their, their drive cars down there, and um, you know Craig Lowndes and Jamie Wincombe and Richard Lyons was there. Lyons was also flown in. Yep. He's spending probably just as much time. I think I'm going to be checking with the pair of them at Sandown in a couple of days' time <laughs> about like, um, okay, boys, which one has got the nastier frequent flyer miles card? Because suddenly I'm one of your cousins because I need you to transfer some points. In fact, that works quite nicely. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I've got a lot of cousins. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that was all. That all worked very, very well. Um, then from there, uh, Alan then flew to uh, Shanghai and did three days of shakedown for a, uh, a Canadian uh, uh, group uh, of uh, customers that were about to run the Ferrari four, uh, Ferrari three hundred and sixty challenge cars in the Asia-Pacific GT Championship. And uh, he tested it at the Shanghai circuit, thought it was, was pretty amazing. And um, equally amazing was the uh, KTC club that he went out to in the evening, uh, suggesting that uh, you and I both go over there as a um, special guest of Club 44. Of oh, a 44 club? Sportswear, clothing. Because <laughs> well, there's uh, quite a lot of clothing to choose from. Right, okay. Or lack of. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, from there. What happened from there? Well, uh, he was uh, back in the country and uh, down uh, when the weekend before last, when I got back from the States, uh, flew straight down into Phillip Island. Oh, that's right. Yep. And it was it was a bit of a trifecta. That it was all the boys. All the team was there. You know, all the people were doing the marketing for. Marcus Sakanovic was there in the Utes and also the Commodore Cup. Keithy George, Jack Osgood was there. Um, with with the Ute and uh, Alan was teaming up with James Conduras in the uh, Dare Porsche GT3. Um, as it happened, it, it didn't go to plan. Like a tire deflated um, and was cut on the back part of the track with Conduras is like pretty much his in lap for for Alan. Alan was all suited up. I was standing there right there, he was ready to get in and and it all just sort of fell apart. And looked at me yeah. and said, "Oh, well, off to the pub." But as soon as he said that, they looked like uh, they were going to be able to repair the car. And Alan did get out. Didn't um, he set fastest lap? He did get out to... Uh, no. He did get out. What's the matter Don't with talk with your mouth full. He did get out to... Um, he did get out. <laughs> he did. Get out. Potatoes and what was it? Meat and potatoes. <laughs> he, did, he did get out in time to get behind the, um, the, the safety car. Which actually had uh, Greg Creek in the Viper, um, like leading. But uh, at that same moment, we're on the back part of the track. There was Darcy Russell in the Red Viper, who just like mm-hmm. looked like he'd sto- stopped. And thought, well, what's going on here? We're going to have another safety car, a double safety car. We're going to have another safety period. This thing is this—they're going to call this race, you know, with five minutes to go. But uh, what it was going on was that Darcy Russell had obviously radiated into the control, saying, "Hey, you've picked up the wrong leader. I'm the leader, not Creek." Uh huh. So with him reinstated in the position there and Alan on the boiler, like um, behind Cricky, like it was all go for one lap. And of course, Alan had to uh, yes. had to do it. And of course, he did <laughs> and, and got past Crick to uh, come across the line in his own words, second. <laughs> Maybe about eight laps down, but anyway, you know, don't let that get in the way of a good story. Yeah, well, that, was a bit, that was a bit of a bit of a bit of an issue. 
okay, from there, um, um, so I flew up to up to Queensland, and he had a day doing uh, just by uh, probably I don't know was it at the Triple Eight headquarters uh, there in, in Brisbane or it was out the track, but they were doing uh, driver changing um, and spitting up spitting. And actually, he was quite happy to, to ring me up and tell me that he and Richard Lyons were at, uh, hit Richard Lyons. Lyons yeah. <laughs> How's that, Richard Lyons? Mm. You could get that. Lyons, it's the Lyons and Lyons. <laughs> That's right. That uh, he and Richard uh, Lyons are actually a, a touch quicker at getting in and out of the car than Jamie Wincup and Craig Lyons. But that's okay. to be expected when you consider these guys are doing endurance racing all the time. True. And um, and certainly more difficult cars to, to, to get out of. Well, I don't know, maybe they're not, having not been the one to be getting in and out of them very quickly, but Richard Lyons is, is no stranger to getting in and out of the uh, the Surtec Aston Martin uh, mm-hmm. DDR9 GD1 car. Um, and um, so that's good. Next day, all good, very, very fast times. for every, Everybody's very quick with, I believe, Richard Lyons coming out on top. Um, and... But that all bodes very well. That's another word I've does. been using quite a few bodes. times. Bodes. Bode. I've used or very well. Bodes. Bodes. Don't they make beer in Tasmania? No. Ah, oh, sorry. Um, and if that was uh, if that wasn't enough, well, uh, it was like uh, straight up um, caught up for a quick bite with him, and and then it was um, <clears throat> straight up to the airport and off to uh, Donington for the fourth round of the Le Mans Endurance Series. Uh, where he would join, you know, uh, his regular teammate Gunnar Christensen um, in the '78 uh, Orlando Porsche GT3 RSR, um, and um, his other uh, teammate, the sister car, uh, Mark Leave, uh, which actually has the factory rubber, but right. he is not getting the factory rubber. Um, Alan's not getting the factory rubber, and uh, to be honest, it, it, it probably is more. Uh, just bad luck, but this is the fourth event uh, out of four Enduros uh, this year that Alan has DNF'd, uh, this time from a clutch problem. Previous race at Nürburgring, a uh, a, a starter motor or an alternator problem um, at um, Spa where uh, no, that was a big bingle. Jack and yeah. I were there. Uh, you know, an innocent bystander in a massive crash right in front of him, which he had nowhere to go. It was definitely not his fault. And, uh, and a broken shifter at Istanbul. So, as we uh, head into the final round in Harama in uh, mid um, in mid uh, September, I'm looking forward to uh, to going over, <laughs> see, <laughs> seeing him get a point because you see he's he's actually now really got a big focus on on getting a point because if he doesn't get a point, then Jack Ellsgood actually beats him in the Le Mans right? Championship. <laughs> Because he did finish it. Uh, having, having finished at Spa and picking up some points. And so when that was pointed out to uh, to Uncle L. And who pointed that out? It wouldn't have been Jack, would it? Well, actually, I, I, I tell Marcus again if he got to tell him the story. And he went, oh, you guys are just mean. So... <laughs> anyway, but if you do want to hear those uh, those humorous interviews, please go to go on to uh, coopersracing.com.au or uh, jackelsgood.com and uh, you'll find it there under the interviews or podcasts or whatever it is, but you'll find it there. Dig around. I'm not going to tell them exactly where it is. No, you want them to look at the site. Yeah, and that reminds me, with, with, it reminds me, what am I doing, a public announcement? That Jack yeah, Ellsgood's uh, website is now integrated into iTunes. We haven't set up a uh, show as much as what, you have, what you're hearing from us now where you can go and you can search through the store and find us. But what we have done is set it up so that um, once you subscribe through Jack's uh, website, jackellsgood.com, that w- 
you, every it will basically appear in with your your iTunes client. So oh, right. each time we talk, we give you the stuff. Right, and if you just launch iTunes, there it is. We'll keep it open, and rather yeah. than have to come to the website, that's the beauty of you don't have to come to the website. It comes to you. Previously, you had to come and get all the Absolutely. interviews. Absolutely, but uh, well, while we're talking about Jack, yeah, let's go on to Jack. Clear, tell us about this Cleo thing. Well, I'll tell you 50 about... 50 eligible bachelors or whatever it is. I saw him the other day. Yes, was around uh, a friend's place. Well, let, let's just, just, just wrap up <clears throat> uh, the, what's, what's gone down at, at Phillip Island there. Jack did a, had a great run down there. Um, and to be honest, we went down there not expecting to um, achieve specifically anything other than a points consolidation. The win, uh, win was not a focus. It basically was to increase the gap uh, or you know, de- decrease the gap between uh, himself and Marcus, or even overhaul Marcus for the for the winner, and certainly push uh, the Western Australian Grant Johnson in third uh, further down into the distance. The latter was achieved. Johnson didn't have a particularly good run, but ironically, uh, both uh, Marcus and Jack finished the weekend on 103 points ahead, with Jack um, getting the nod for the weekend um, outright honours by taking the third and final race. Marcus did qualify first, won the first race. Started from 10th in the second race, came through to second, a very a sterling drive, with Jack coming from 9th through to 5th in the second race, Jack finishing uh, second in the first race, and that set up the grid for the final race, with Marcus on pole, with Damien White next to him, and um, Jack directly behind, there was a space next to Jack left, um, by uh, James Small, who had previously been part of the Coopers uh, Pale Ale Racing yep. Team, who was now running under his own um, uh, branding. Um, was had to start from pit lane after a 30 second penalty was uh, decreed that um, he'd been a bad boy after having a little bit of a touchy poo with um, Kim Jane um, in race two two, but I think the stewards might have got it a little bit uh, sort of backwards because not only they give him a 30 second penalty they put him down pit lane as well so um, I don't know where you where you're going with that one. So as, as usual, wouldn't we want to tell the stewards that they were wrong? But maybe have a look at what's going on. I don't want to tell anyone they're wrong. You know, remember what happens to you yep. these days. That's right. What does happen to you? Well, I don't know. People threaten to sue you and all sorts of things. You have to bloody have retractions and you know. Never, no, never mind. But quite rightly so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't want to be. Saying. Keep your nose clean, son, and you'll be all right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Do the right thing by us. That's right. Okay. Okay. Moving right along. Okay, yeah, so, so uh, uh, okay, but yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah, you asked about uh, Casey Joyce. Well, we basically, yeah, well, it's not the first time he's uh, been in the Cleo uh, Most Eligible Bachelor uh, contest, 50 Most Eligible Bachelors there in the September issue of Cleo. You'll find Jack the Hustler Ellsgood in there vying uh, for uh, the, the position of uh, Most, most eligible, eligible Bachelor. Get to go to uh, cleo.com.au and vote for him if you feel like it. If you don't, don't. That's right. Don't, but that'd be Isn't good. Isn't he um, in another magazine as yeah, well? Simultaneously. And, the, and at the same time. He is in um, the uh, New Woman Hottest 100 Bachelors, or Hottest 100 Guys, or Hottest 100 Singles, or something like that. And he is single. I'll tell you that now. Sing, he is single, and he's looking, viewers, he's looking for his loyal partner in life where he can be happy and they have twins. Twins? Now there's an there's an idea. Well, I'm I know that uh, you wouldn't was... want to have a uh, you wouldn't want to have a uh, prenup on it if it if it well, all went wrong on twins, would you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was around a mate of mine's place on uh, Saturday night, 
and we'd all been out for dinner and we got back to there and uh, I saw his lovely lady Rochelle had a uh, Cleo magazine there. Oh, is that the Cleo with the eligible bachelors in? <laughs> sure enough, flicked through and there was Jack and she goes, oh, hasn't he got lovely eyes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, well, I'm not saying Anyway. That. You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> Well, I have. I've noticed they are quite an endearing quality. Do nothing for me. Uh, so late at night when I stay at his place. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think and we'll go dark. there, viewers. Uh. Um. So uh, you're following that. We we actually well, I had a lot of media attention there. So we went up to the straight from the racetrack. There were at Martin Place for the launch um, of the Cleo uh, Most Eligible Bachelor. Da 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 da. The song and dance of the Cleo editor and. And a few of the, the the people there, one of the guys from I don't know, Big Brother and this and Andy G and all those guys, you know, like, yeah. blah blah blah. Anyway, there was a couple of photos, and in the same day, the next day, uh, Sydney Confidential page, and also the back page of the Sydney Morning Herald. Also been on the uh, a current affair the night before. Current uh, affair. Current oh, affair. Can you go, play? Jack? And uh, we went uh, into the Kerry Ann Kenley show as well at uh, Channel Nine. Uh, on the Tuesday morning for us for it all to look like a bunch of school kids. And I, 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 I narrowly escaped <laughs> oh, by I'm actually sure getting dragged up there myself because everyone was mistaking me. I don't know why. For one of the most eligible bachelors. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> Did they all have hangovers? <laughs> and they were just like blind. <laughs> but you would have looked brand new, of course. I was playing hard to get. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, following that, Following that, what happened there? Well, following that, right. I disappeared off for a couple of nights to a uh, a, a nice uh, a, a little waterside apartment at uh, McMahon's Point, and then we caught up again on Wednesday and took off very early, very very early, three a.m. start. I might add, viewers, to get a six o six o five a.m. flight up to Queensland, <coughs> where uh, it was uh, Casey's uh, chance to have a drive in a supercar that he'd wanted to for a long time. Um, oh, is this the test with Morris that you were talking it about? It was, indeed. And it was a very pleasant day. Uh, lovely up there at, at Queensland Raceway. Even if the raceway's a dump hole and Ipswich is pretty much like... No, you're not allowed to say things like that. You'll upset well, our Queensland viewers. Well, I, I don't think there's a Queensland viewer that, other than those that live in Ipswich. <laughs> would actually think that there is anything nice about Ipswich, and I think okay. the best thing about it is the re- is the uh, is the, the the welcome to Ipswich sign backwards in your rear view mirror as you leave. <laughs> anyway, uh, the test went very well, and I have to say that you know he he put in about uh, twenty solid laps there, and, and, and three different little stints, and just came in and made a couple of changes. And for someone who's never driven a supercar before, mate, he's got a big future there. He was um, his times will, will put him way into the top half of the current uh, uh, Fujitsu series, right. and that's uh, just it's it's very very promising. I know I've seen so many people to get in a supercar and try to you know get it off the clutch and oh stop, yeah, no, like he's stall. done it before. And I think this all comes from, no. Didn't get in the kitty litter. Didn't like that. Touch. No. Put a. Didn't put a boot in the dirt. Was all very good, and uh, it was a really, really uh, good result. Oh, look Fantastic. at that! Rusty oh, sausage is coming in the door because dogs uh, wants to come in. James is coming. James is here. Oh, dogs! Oh, look, we're two people at once. The dogs and James. Good, good thank James. you, James. Play that gas bill. Righto. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, don't bring out the bills. Don't bring out the bills. Johnny's been away. Hello, hello. Dogs, how you going? How hello, dogs. It's just very oh, happy. It's very fluffy, you're quite right. It's ultra fluffy. It's a fluffy dog. 
So, yeah, I think it's uh, Jack's got a very good future there. And whilst the Ute category is an excellent category and it's definitely breeding ground, he has spent a few years in it and it is probably his time for us to move on. And looking at yep. some uh, some commercial partners and, of course, uh, our um, new um, branding partner, Maurice Lacroix, obviously will be interested in getting along with that. And as no doubt, with Coopers will be coming along on board with us. Oh, so, fantastic. you know, it's all parts yep. of the, It's a bit of the jigsaw puzzle sort of time. And, and in fact, tomorrow yep. is... Uh, uh, a Cooper's Day at uh, oh well, a different kind of uh, sport here, viewers. No motorsport. We're talking about the GGS. It's uh, a very famous event here in South Australia. Balaclava Race Day. Now, Balaclava is a little country track out. Um, oh, probably for those of you who don't know the state, the closest place would be the Clare Valley, I guess. Um, the closest place, knackers would be Malala. Well, Ma yeah, Malala. Well, but I'm thinking of what people reference. know. Oh, all right, well, all right. Then the motorsport references Malala, otherwise the Clare Valley. Um, Look at that. But you do Sat actually go Chancery. past Malala as you're going out there too. Oh, is that for Chancery? I haven't seen that for a so long while. Like I've got an official invite here that uh, John's just thrown at me. Balaclava Cup Day Luncheon, August the 30th, 2006. Start at the brewery at 7.30 with refreshments. Oh, oh yeah, your bus like. will be ready for boarding at 8.30 a.m. sharp at Cooper's Brewery. And what's more Where on? a sausage sizzle will be served from 7.30 a.m. with refreshments. Oh, it's a bit early for a beer, Johnny. Wait, I'm on the bachelor bus, I'm told. Uh, please arrive in plenty of time to collect your entry wristbands, just so you know who you are later in the day. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's wristbands and name tags. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, you've got to come back at 5.30. Oh, mate, that looks a bit like a swim-through to me. A short stop look. at the Malala Football Club. And then you're back to the Cooper's Ale House at the Earl of Aberdeen. Oh, oh at about 8.30pm. I'm going to remind myself, I'm going to write on my hand, do not steal Michael Brock's bourbon and coke in the bus again this time if you want all that money from him <laughs> he, was, he was a bit of a, a bit cranky last year. anyway that uh, should be fun big day big day big day and this weekend of course um what have we got the Sandown, the Sandown 500 and alan joins those uh the triple eight guys yep. be over there on friday but uh, won't be going up to queensland because of a bit of a nasty Clash. infection that oh. I got when I came back from came over the, from somewhere coming back from Atlanta and it's really it's been very very painful doctor said I can't fly so I'm going to have to drive over to um, to and so you got to drive to Sandown because you can't fly to Queensland well that's right and yeah, um, okay. I mean, yeah. but I mean you can't be in two places at the same time True. but uh, that's a, that's a pity because I'd definitely like to be up there with the with with, with Jack and Ellen uh, sorry Jack and Marcus yeah, um, and uh, seeing how that that challenge goes, but uh, nonetheless, it also supercars are the future for for all all three drivers in yes. my, in our portfolio. So I think it's important to sort of uh, just do a little bit of a, a sneak around there, and considering I've been invited by um, by Triple Eight to sort of get involved with that, well, uh, you from, wouldn't say no. Not Roland Dane hasn't invited you personally, has he? Well, I, di I didn't have the personal invitation, from oh, well, me, but Alan right. had told me. That he's ch he's checked with Roland and Roland's gone, not a problem. So he doesn't get under my feet. Well, that's fair enough then. But so I'm not going to get under his feet. You just stay out of the way. Well, mate, I do know how to stay out of the way. 
<laughs> I know that. Anyway. Um, Is it time we talked about technology? <laughs> no, I'm pointing at the new camera. You meant to go, well, that's technology. Have I said a new camera you've got? <coughs> but you'd already told me you bought a new camera. Yeah, I know, but I'm told the viewers. Oh, all right. Well, hold on. Let's just rewind. Johnny. Is that a new camera I see on the table? HDV? It, it is indeed. Do you oh. remember when we had Kim Rogers on it's the a, show a while It's the one and only Sony. <laughs> we had a Kim Rogers on the show. We did have they... Kim Rogers on the show, and interestingly, Kim and I were only uh, exchanging emails yesterday, and you'll be pleased to hear that Kim and the uh, business development manager who he was working with, Kylie, have actually bought AV Central from the original owner. So oh, he's now really? Yeah. That's so great. So there you go. It is. It's good news, isn't it? That means we're going to get all sorts of goodies. <laughs> or not. Well, yeah. I think he t uh, he did say something to the effect of the bank loan, bank loan was a bit scary. So there we go. Anyway, we shouldn't digress from the, the butte new camera. Looks very schmick. We have to go. must congratulate him on that. Yeah, well, mate, I'll tell you, I'm um, what I'm looking at, viewers, is the Sony HDR-HC3. It's a full 1080i um, interlaced um, high-definition video camera. It has full component out, um, a 4 megapixel, a still camera and I've got a little one one gig card in here four megapixels and also the Carl Zeiss uh, sonar variable vario sonar lens um it actually takes stills at the same time it's recording it records onto tape a component out HD HDMI out right. um uh, firewire out it's I I must say and I'll show you a little bit later what, what it's like, uh, Knackers. It's a widescreen format, I take it. It is, because but I, obviously the LCD's It wide. is switchable, yeah, the LCD yep. is um, uh, yep. soft screen. It's it's a really cool little camera. Um, and uh, how much is it? Uh, $1,900 Australian at the spur of the moment at uh, downtown duty free in Sydney on the way out when I was in oh, Impulse Mode. Oh, you got it in the US or something? No, if I would it in oh, the US, right. I'd end okay. up with an NTSC yeah, camera. Yeah. This is oh, a full good point. PAL camera yeah. yep. um, with the CMOS lens tech, the CMOS, uh, CMOS technology, not CCD, charge couple devices, it stands for CMOS, complementary metal oxide semiconductor. Different technology, although CMOS has been around forever because the original uh, chips that uh, of 20 to 25 to 30 years ago were all CMOS, they were either that or or TTL, Transistor Transistor. Oh, that's right, TTL. I remember the TTL stuff, yeah. Yep. So, so uh, mate, yeah. uh, all you beauty. So, yeah, well, I have to have a look at some footage off of there. It's got a hot it's shoe on the top here, really so you can put a zoom mic or a, or a light or something like oh, in there, cool. and uh, or a flash. It's uh, nice how you turn it on and the lens opens and shuts on its own. You yeah. can get a wide adapter to go on the top of it. It's, it's pretty nice views. 4.3 megapixels. Whew. Full HD, 1080. No, I used it's to. It's very nice. I've, very compact. All I've done is look as look at the uh, the footage from uh, the supercar test we did the other day, and I'm, I'm really quite quite surprised how how damn good it is. Um, and we shot some stuff down at Phillip Island that we'll be sort of putting together a bit of a video podcast. But uh, yeah, cool. yeah, wait and see uh, when I get a moment to do it. And uh, you know. A funny thing about technology oh, is... Oh, quick that, digression. It's a funny thing about technology because when you need something, it breaks. 
yeah. when I came back from from Darwin, there was my trusty two hundred and fifty gigabyte drive that you that I'd bought from you <laughs> that you'd recommended was only eight months old from La C. Um, and you'd said, no, nah, well, they're, they're crap. And I said, but you actually sold it to me and recommended it. Well, they're it. all crap. Yeah, but you see, viewers, how he covers his tracks nicely. Anyway, that didn't help me <laughs> much. We're trying to find... And we it, can't find decent I only got the I only got it given to me on Friday. And I did, so Friday, and it was handed back to you at the beginning of July. So... It's yep. that, but as yeah, you but you pointed out, I know. As you pointed yeah. out, though, that the, the Lassie uh, manufacturers are fairly uh, inundated with failures, and therefore, therefore, there's not a lot of love going on in that corporation. Well, there's not a lot, a lot of love going on with really any drive manufacturers at the moment. I have to say, uh, on the basis that uh, here we go again, my favourite bandwagon. Um, everything's being made in China, and uh, no slur on the Chinese, but. Uh, <laughs> Stuff made in China today is a bit like Japan in the 60s. Well, you don't want that. It's made in Japan. They'll, I'm sure they'll get better, and I'm sure things will improve. But at the moment, uh, built to a price, not to a quality. And uh, it doesn't matter what we get and you know, where it comes from. Uh, virtually the same manufacturers make almost all of the, uh, all of the interfaces to uh, Firewire 400 and Firewire 800. Um, for these drives. What do you call them again? What do they call the? the tri- well, there's a triple interface, which is USB 2, file oh, What do you have a name for? It? A name, the for, name it. for the certain board that failed. Oh, um, oh, gee. The Leopold 940. It's a 911. There was a 911, which was the pure 401, and then a 932. Anyway, if you can't oh, think of it on the spot. Anyway, anyway. moving on. Um, but so, that's, uh, they said, I finally got my <laughs> replacement drive, but uh, when it did come in, one of your staff members, because your, your, your stock system works so perfectly well, and they're so overzealous exactly. at the yeah. front end of the office, they actually sold the drive. <laughs> um, so I ended up with a 300 gigabyte drive, not that I actually wanted an extra 50 gigabyte, because when it... Oh, thank you, but well, I'm just, I'll I'm just, just saying... Would I'm you just like saying, me to reformat it and just uh, leave that out of 50 The point is that it's the mechanism when it, fa- when you, when it <laughs> fails, you lose it all. And uh, But on, on, the, on a positive note... I, uh, Apple dropped the price off on their huge uh, 30 inch uh, display yep, panels, which are full. And the 24, and the 23, and the 20. Well, they've all dropped. They're also, uh, the, the 30 inch is the only panel which is 100% full HD spec, uh, mm. 2560 by 1680 or something like that pixels. So I put my hand up for one of those, but I thought to myself, just as JP was ringing me this afternoon, I went, yep, it's sitting over there waiting to be picked up, but I won't need it until I get back from Sandown, because with Bella Clava tomorrow, and then light being half messy on Thursday, and then getting an early fright, flight uh, fright. No, you on, can't uh, fly, you're driving. You oh, that's right, I am. Uh, uh, exactly. <laughs> what am I on about? It's just a natural, <laughs> you just naturally think Yeah, you're always um, about flying everywhere. Um, getting away early in the car on Friday, um, I uh, I just went, well, I won't need it. And at that very moment, the 23-inch cinema display decided to go bzzz. But it uh, looks like it's just the box on the ground. But at the, yep. the point of the, the point of the fact is, viewers, that I'm rendered without a screen. Well, you won't be doing much rendering without a screen at all. That's right. So it's back, to the, back to the old trusty laptop. Yep. So there you go. Funny, funny, funny. Well, um, technology, technology, way, way it goes. I'm sure all the viewers have uh, heard about all the hoo-ha we're going through at the moment with batteries. Um, you've probably uh, read in the uh, in the national press and the international press about two weeks ago how Dell had recalled uh, what at that stage was a record number of uh, 
of units of 4.1 million batteries worldwide, which were made for them by Sony, and there was apparently a manufacturing fault that were causing them to explode and catch fire. Not that many, incidentally, viewers, only a very, very small percentage. And uh, Sony did say at the time that uh, they were manufacturing batteries for other manufacturers at the same time as they were manufacturing the Dell batteries. And it was uh, company confidential, obviously, with, the, with their partners that they were selling to uh, as to who they were. And lo and behold, a week later, uh, Apple recalled 1.6 million batteries. So we're in the middle of the, uh, the recall at the moment. If anybody's got any queries on the battery, if you're running a, a Mac iBook, a G4 iBook, or a 15-inch uh, PowerBook, uh, you can go to Apple's website and uh, follow the links to check your serial numbers to see whether you qualify for a battery replacement. And uh, there's been a fair bit of fair few batteries used around Linda's place recently. Really, Linda's been very big. She's on been very lonely. No, she hasn't been lonely. She's oh, been getting sorry. her hair back in order because Linda was down uh, did Targa uh, Rally of Bernie. Yes, and uh, only a couple of stages in was upside down in the uh, the Mitsubishi. Uh, but uh, believe that. It was the, the same piece of road that not only did Jim Richards have a major problem, but yeah. uh, uh, John and Jason White also had a problem in the uh, Lamborghini Gallardo, I think yep, it is. Yep, I think it was Gallardo, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so that wasn't so good. And then I, went, I, was just, as soon as I got back, I happened to speak to her. She was doing a recce in the West for Targa West, which is apparently oh, yeah. starting next week on Tuesday and would you believe it or not she got caught out somewhere in in, in the middle of nowhere came around a corner and there were a couple of motorcycle riders that um, uh, one one of the, the riders had hit a tree and she uh, tried to sort of help out there but uh, ended up being a fatality and oh, that would uh, be awful yeah pretty nasty mm. for her especially you know um, she would, when you got to get your head right and you got to be yeah, travelling exactly. around that yeah, bit yeah. of road but mm. uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't her fault, um, and it's uh, it nasty news, and certainly nothing nothing pleasant to come across. And having Absolutely having been caught not. out in exactly that sort of same situation with uh, motor, off road motorcycle racing and, and, and someone getting uh, fatally injured in the bush, it, it's certainly uh, something that you don't want to be going and doing <coughs> too many times at all. No, very very disappointing. Oh, well, sympathies to Linda for that. And uh, I'm, I know she'll be listening. So uh, all and the hope, best, Linda. And I hope and, you have, uh, a, have a very safe uh, event next yeah, week in the West. And, and a um, good result. Yeah, and look forward. That's right, absolutely. Yeah. And look forward to seeing you, getting you back on the show. Rusty Sausage yeah, we'll have is a chat uh, the week after. Missing, missing you. Tell and, us all uh, about it. But uh, I think it's pretty much uh, time, 57.53, but time to wrap up. But uh, got to be uh, any any interesting barbecue action going on lately? I, 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 have to well, say I made that... some, I have to say, I made some deluxe burgers on the weekend. We had the homemade burgers. Yes. And we didn't go down the big beefer route. We got the, uh, we got the mints and, you know, we got some really nice quality yeah, lean mints. Yeah, the big beefer route later. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not going there. And, um, yeah, we've got the herbs and spices and, and the whole thing happening, and uh, they were just deluxe. Deluxe burgers, very nice. And I've got this thing now, I just do not even bother about trying with chips. Go and get yourself, viewers, 
some bird's eye um, hash browns. Yes. A nice flat square. Like the in the, the square box, so you taught me about yep. them. They are pretty good. I yep. don't even And you them. just stick them on the hot plate while you've got the burgers over the grill and uh, don't have to worry about chips or any of that stuff. Well, Fantastic. I think that I think we might next, uh, next episode, uh, yep. which will be next week, which will be on time again next week. Look, uh, viewers, we just have to say that we have to alternate a little bit between uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays because... So Tuesdays is working better for JP at the moment, and Thursdays, every second Thursday, James has got his kids here, which could be a bit of an interruption. And Wednesdays is poor Wednesdays little Mitchy day. So, so we got to be careful about that yep, sort of stuff. We do. So uh, Tuesdays we might be doing, but uh, <laughs> Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. It's um, being nasty to me, viewers. But what, uh, <laughs> what we will be doing, viewers, is that JP will be bringing you an episode on how to cook the best burger. Um, yeah. Based around beefers, because I think it's yeah. um, it's well worth. The, you think the be- the beefer I, roots the way to go? I was such a skeptic when I came down here, but I realised they they really are yeah, they, they really are. are good. They do a good good meal. I have to say that in the US, I was pretty disappointed that the quality of the uh, buffalo wings. Now, to me, buffalo wings are state of the art over there. But I went to several places and couldn't get a buffalo wing anywhere. In fact, Marcus Sakanovic was on holidays, and the, he and well, he I, was riding a Harley or something. No, nah, he canned all that oh, and right. come and came up and, and hung out with uh, with Josh and I at Sky Sky Bar up at Sunset um, with um, with um, Sophie Monk. Oh yeah, gee, now there's a name for blast from the past. Bardo. Yeah, yeah. So we had a bit of a night out there, and it was all pretty good, and got in the door there, and um, and Joshy has uh, been uh, um, very uh, very active over there. Yeah, and keeping. <laughs> Where, yeah, okay. It was very, very kind, very kind to be able to sort of uh, put us up there. And and where are we saying? We're saying in uh, uh, Marina del Rey, which is just along from Venice Beach. I was going to say, but become quite Beach, a good yeah. friend of uh, one uh, P Hilton. Oh, and, really? Uh, so uh, she's um, been brought up to speed on uh, Adelaide schnitzels, and despite <laughs> what you listen in the media, that uh, you will find that uh, she's actually a pretty okay lady. All right. Well, that's good to hear. And thank you, Schnitzel's in the oven. Thank you, James. What is that, James? <laughs> what is that? Bake your Schnitzel's in the oven. Oh, yes, I have to say that James, yes, James wanted to point out that uh, he has a very large barbecue. One of those I'm getting divorced styles barbecues <laughs> with, you know, right. six or seven burners. And of course, you know, we, you put the lid down and it's got the temperature gauge. You know, if you leave it for a minute and have an extra beer, it's like red hot. It's like down there, you know, it's pointing down towards five o'clock, 300 degrees. Well, James decided he'd chuck a schnitzel in because that would be the way to do it. And I said, mate, they could be a little bit fast for it. No, no. 20 minutes later, it was perfect. So, Shoe uh, leather. Thank you, James. <laughs> if you want to come down and tell the viewers about your perfect schnitzel recipe, you feel free to do Absolutely. He's had a couple of reds. It's kicked in now, and he's got a happy boy up there with his large masaman curry. Ah. Well, right. Dogs. Licking on the couch, and we're going to have some dinner. You're going to come and join us, pup? We are. We're going to have Chinese. Oh, mate, I just love a bit of Chinese. You know, the funny thing about Chinese in America, no one shares. Really? It's weird. Well, they all buy their own meals. Well, firstly, there's no round table, so so there's someone sitting at the head of the table. And there's no lazy Susan. And you sort of go, well, well, exactly. (laughs) What are you having? And they go, I'm having, I'm having this. And it's like to sort of say, so you don't even know me and you're asking me what you're having. I said, well, 
because you always <laughs> often sit at Chinese with people you don't know because it's just the you know the the, the numbers factor. And, and I'm going, well, oh, I'm getting this, and that should be nice too. And they're just looking at you going, so what? Like, <laughs> I want to try a bit of yours. Yeah, here's the, look, here's the deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, I think probably you you obviously need a situation where you get six Aussies that go into a Chinese restaurant over there and show them how it should be done. Maybe we should take some movie cameras there and film it. Tell you, if you want to find some really good Australian fare and you're in America, cruise down to San Diego in the Gaslight District. Check this place out online, thebondi.com. It's a new... um, well, it's, I wanted to call it a hotel, but the people will be asking for a pillow. But it's a funky <laughs> place down there, in, in, and it's just very Australiana, right around the corner from the stadium where the where the baseball and the football is played. It's going to be a huge hit. A uh, bunch of very interesting guys uh, that uh, came from the west of Australia and have gone over there with a bag of money and tried to get rid of it. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, in fact, the, the reason I ended up going down there was twofold. One, Glenn Cooper said to me, you've got to go down there and have a look at this place. So I went, Glenn, I'll go and have a look. And at the same time, Joshy happened to be down there dropping pies off to them. <laughs> so how, how funny is that? <laughs> Fantastic. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, viewers. And, uh, yeah, Joshy, thanks, viewers. thanks for the accommodation. Next time, cut me another key. <laughs> and uh, In-N-Out Burger. Our In-N-Out record burger. stands at nine pieces of meat. See if you can improve on that. World record 28, but uh, nine's where we're up to. Photos on the website soon. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Thanks, viewers. Good to see you all again. Good night.